Another thing that strikes me is, I mean, just initially, let's just take this on, on a general level. Scott Jones is stirring up the rageful red meat justice types of our boomer generation, right? Our boomer folks who have money, who live in Land Park. Uh, I know there are some good boomer friends who are the real ones who listen to the show. We're not talking about you. But these are folks that were, you know, raising kids in the early 90s. And these are the ones that it didn't matter if you were a Democrat. It didn't matter if you were Republican. You were a tough on crime American, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and everything that, that comes along with that. Um, and he is stirring up that rage uh, and also stoking the fear, right? That that everyone you have seen and, and you know, PJ, I, I, you've seen this on Nextdoor. When you stoke people of means fear, when you make them afraid in their own homes, then they get furious and they point that at their politicians and they demand that they become tough on crime. So that's kind of where our discourse is right now. Um, so my concern is this, right? I mean, you know, uh, Flo, you have talked a lot about like, we need to rethink what public safety looks and feels like. Uh, how do you see this affecting our discourse on this? Well, I, what stood out to me most about reading, you know, Scott Jones' post and, and also, you know, the statement from um, Councilmember Valenzuela and the mayor was that which, by the way, we should tell folks what that what they yes, said. Yes, um, and so you know, essentially, both started with the tragedy, right? Um, and but then both framed the issue very differently, right? Um, in terms of what the failure was, so both so they're identifying that there is a systemic failure. One mm -hmm. is saying, let's do more of a thing that we have shown doesn't work, and the other is saying, let's do more of a thing that a lot of evidence shows could work if we ever got, you know, the ovaries to try it. And so I just think at some point, you know, it, what I think is really interesting here is that if we're, I, if we're both agreeing that this is something we don't want to see happen and we're both agreeing that, you know, there's something wrong in the way we're operating, why not try the thing we haven't tried before to see if it works before deciding that it won't because all the evidence suggests that it probably would achieve the outcomes that we want. And so what I found myself just questioning, right, as I'm reading what Scott Jones is saying here about how, you know, they, we've used excuses to be able to release people from, you know, jails and prisons during COVID, that we, you know, have decided we're going to be soft on crime, and that's why these things are happening, and that we're going to, to PJ's point, you know, violate people's rights because they haven't actually been convicted of a crime, but we just want to hold them because we're worried about things. If, if that's the frame that we're going to have on things, then my question becomes, how does giving you more money stop that? In this instance, it means that maybe this person ends up still sitting in Sac County Jail right now and maybe is unable to commit this you know, this murder that, you know, they have been, been accused of committing. But the other side of it is, 
that maybe they just got released a month and a half later and this still happens. Like you haven't given me where, where is the prevention in all of this? Right. Um, wh- what is the role that you're going to play to make us safer? You're, you're using scare tactics, but I'm still not understanding what we do because this person exists in our community. And so the best way to address this is to be able to help this person be a safe member of our community. Warehousing them doesn't make them any more safe. It makes it, you know, especially if they're if they have a propensity for violence because of trauma and other triggers and substance use or whatever else is going on in their lives. All you've done is is say, okay, I, I'm putting you in a position where I'm going to warehouse you and possibly exacerbate all of your risk factors and or expose other people who are also vulnerable and may have you know may be in the same position to harm. You have not actually addressed the root causes of this and actually helped to support someone. And so that's the part that just rationally doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't understand how we're safer by what he proposes, but I also don't understand how we can all agree that the system is broken and then turn around and say, but let's do more of the system. Well, and that's the hard part, honestly. Like, a lot of the stuff that I was seeing online was basically people going, well, these two have defunded the police. And it's like, that's, we're operating in different realities. They continue to get millions. Right. They, they've gotten a raise. They've gotten yeah, more money. The cops like, have gotten a raise. Yeah, and they're acting like, so they want to do away with the police. We've, uh, you know, we've kind of tried that, but we haven't. And they're, I mean, I'm literally going online and having to tell people, like, they even if you funded the police to the nth degree, you're not going to get prevention. You're just not. They show up after the fact. They take the report. They maybe do some investigation, but they're never going to be able to stop a crime unless they're there when it occurs. Right. That's just well, how it is. And, and this man who's been charged with this, he was somebody called 911 on him uh, previously in that neighborhood. Uh, he was caught on their little door camera and, uh, uh, you know, allegedly the, the police refused to show up because it, it wasn't an active um, violent crime. And my answer to that is. This is why we need to fund prevention, prevention and answers. Mm-hmm. And, and so like social work answers to this, right? Like like the mental health first folks who go out and meet people where they are out in the street. Why, Daryl, did you not fund this the way it needed to be, to be funded? We should have this 24 seven. This should be a hotline. It should be funded almost as much as our cops are, because this problem, our homelessness problem, the crises that happen alongside it, these are all things that can be ameliorated through intervention like MH First, right? Show up, talk to somebody. This man obviously has a history of methamphetamine abuse and probably addiction. These are the first steps to actually treating the illness and not the symptom so that he's not back out two years from now doing the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, can I throw out some numbers? Scott Jones wants more money and he wants more money so that he can jail more people and SAC PD. They want that too. Right. Even though they claim they don't, they do. According to prisonpolicy.org. I mean, the U.S. is by far the most carceral country in the world. 
But California, the state of California that has had many uh, DAs in, in, in a number of counties, not many, but a few, actually work hard towards decarceration, uh, working alongside Governor Newsom towards getting people out of prison who are nonviolent criminals. California still, if we were our own country, we would be the third most carceral nation behind El Salvador and Turkmenistan. So, so Scott claiming that we are this like crazy communist, like, you know, just letting all the criminals go free. That's absolutely absurd. And the determinants of crime and flow, the epidemiologist has discussed this a lot on the show, are, especially the crimes we're talking about, it's so deeply tied to the trauma of poverty, right? Yep. And so what Katie Valenzuela, council member, is saying, and what I suppose Daryl say, I don't know, everyone's saying that she and Daryl are on the same page on this, I, I don't know, um, are let's fund the things that will help people uh, out of poverty, get rid of their addiction, get them into housing, right? Uh, and so those are the two arguments, but you still have these people of means, these furious white people in Land Park arguing in this other direction. Hey everyone, to unlock this episode as well as every Friday episode of Voices River City, head over to patreon.com slash Voices River City and become a patron of the show for as little as $5 a month. You heard that right. For as little as $5 a month, you literally get twice as much podcast uh, as you did before. So, uh... You know how I feel about seeing it, and you know how I feel about thinking about seeing it.